The tag team champions of radio, Chris Bruno, myself, Lance Phillip, and we are here for the Paranormal Pulse. Holy shit, man. <laughs> hey, I am, I am, I have so much energy. We haven't done a show in a while. I am super psyched. Dude, L to the T. Are you serious? No, L to the P. Well, P, whatever. Lance, you know what I mean. Come on now. Come on now. That's it. We, <laughs> we are good to go. We are. We are the undisputed champions of Paranormal Talk Radio. That's right. It's us. <laughs> are we self-proclaimed? Is that it? Of course. Why not? <laughs> you know, we can say anything. It doesn't matter. We have microphones in front of us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's your old standby now. That's it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, are you psyched? I am. Apparently not as outwardly as you are but yeah listen, listen you know what happened today it's been a long day yes and i'm running i am running day for i you. am running on fumes so uh yeah. just so the people know at home today was not a fun day i, I worked on stuff for the radio show to about four thirty in the morning went to sleep slept for about three hours where i got a phone call from the police and my wife was in a bad car accident she's okay just so Thank everybody God. doesn't panic yeah. cars the car was totaled but we were on the go all day between uh, going to, you know, picking her up from the police station, going to the body shop, then realizing she was still having pain, running over to the emergency room, um, oh, sitting yeah. in the emergency room, um, where everything checked out. She just has a little bit of whiplash, uh, obviously bruising from the seat belts and some burns oh, from yeah. the airbag. Uh, but she'll be fine. You know, they say over the next three days that she's going to experience a lot of pain. Then it should, like, plateau off, and they've given her some, you know, um, heavy-duty Motrin and muscle relaxers and everything. But she'll be fine, and, you know, thank God, because um, the car is just a wreck. It looks like an accordion, and essentially what had happened was, just to make sure, uh, long story short, school bus turned, school bus driver wasn't looking, smashed into the front of her car, and, mm. yeah, I mean, she spun around. Um, she wound up facing a different direction, and the car is just mangled. But, you know, Ugh. that's not the important part. Insurance will take care of that big part is that she's safe but i have been on the go all day so but i'm so psyched there was no way i was missing the show it's been a long time <laughs> and we have some big things going on i haven't let you speak yet so chime in <laughs> no it's totally fine man i'm just listening and uh going along with everybody else digging through my uh my document file files while i'm uh talking to you <laughs> so it's. I like it's, to be prepared so I could just read stuff, but uh, you know. So this is the 2014 season of the Paranormal Pulse. We it is episode 22. Yep. Yesterday we had a show meeting, which you know amounts to me and Chris sitting around 
uh, drinking coffee and going over what we're going to do on the show. But yeah, bullshitting ha- a little bit too. Exactly. But yeah, pretty much. We, but we have some big plans in the works this year. So we're going to kind of fill you in on just a few of those for right now, starting with some of the big plans we have. Um, Don't give it all away. No, no, but we we won't give it all away. But we have a lot of guests lined up for this season. We're going to have a lot more guests featured down the line. We have a lot of people booked, and this will be a show that's going to be in a, a regular rotation. Now we're back on. We're back on every two weeks, uh, Monday night. We're going to expand the show a little bit. We've decided that, yes, we love the paranormal, and yes, it's still our main focus, but we're going we're gonna to step out from the paranormal every now and then. And that doesn't mean we're going to do whole shows, and that doesn't mean we're going to be talking about Justin Bieber, because we will never talk about Justin Bieber other than to say we you are never going to... You shouldn't even be mentioning his well, damn well, well, then, name. Then other, than, <laughs> other than to say we're never going to be talking about Justin Bieber, we're never going to be talking about Justin Bieber. You know, so basically, <laughs> yeah, we're not going there. We're not doing Hollywood fluff pieces or anything like that. There's still going to be stuff that fits in with the paranormal realm, including things like sci-fi and and fantasy and things like of that nature. It's not going to be stuff that's people are going to be like, "What the hell are they talking about?" It's all going to make sense within the realm of things. But we are going to step away, you know, step away away from the paranormal every once in a while. I would say the show is still going to be ninety percent paranormal, and there'll be some other things. And well, I mean, everybody can relate about that stuff. You can relate about Ghost Whisperer, <laughs> or I know that's an old one, but you know what I'm saying? That's right. paranormal and TV and mm-hmm. relatable, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, So absolutely. why not talk about it on the podcast? Right. We're, we're, we're going to bring up some music. You know, Chris has some things musically in store for people um, mm-hmm. that's going to be coming up. and that's gonna Nothing be... major, but definitely a little treat at the end of each show. Yep, and that's going to be fun. I mean... It's going to add something else, and we are we are talking about, and most likely starting with the next episode, we're going to go longer. We we generally try to keep it to about fifty eight to sixty minutes. Uh, occasionally, we go a couple minutes over, a couple minutes under, but it's always about an hour. Well, what we're going to do is some shows we're probably going to go to about ninety minutes. Now, it's not going to be every week. It's going to be when we have big things going on, whether we have yeah. a guest that we need to go longer with, or if there are some big stories out there for the week. We're not going to sit here and bullshit for an hour and a half over nothing. If we have something cool to talk about, well, hey, we go longer, we go longer. That's the beautiful thing about a podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, two of the things we we talked about and they're going to be a lot of fun is we are going to have our our first annual award show where we will give (laughs) out the Paranormy um, Award. There'll be several, there'll be, you know, several categories and that'll be a lot of fun. We'll have some people call in and whatnot and uh, we're looking forward to that. And then Chris and I have decided to do a fun one that you can play along with at home. And it's going to be The <laughs> Drunk Show. I think we should create a drinking game on our behalf and just That's... everybody can play with us. But, you know, obviously, if you're driving when you're listening to the podcast, we don't support that kind of action. No. But, um, but, we, but will... we, yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be fun. Hey, it'll be fun whether you like listening or not. <laughs> well, we're going to have fun. It's, we're going to do The Drunk Show. And so we'll, we'll do things like we'll set up a series of words based on the paranormal. Maybe we'll do it for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that would work. I mean, but but we'll set we'll set up we'll set up a drinking game around the show where there'll be a series of words. When you hear us say those words, you have to drink with us. You know, sure. Um, Why not that sort of thing? You know, um, should be a fun one. I don't know how serious it's going to be, but it's going to be damn fun. So nah, who cares? We'll all have a good time with it. Exactly. Exactly. So we have some things going for this current show. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously in the news, there's been the story of the Demon House. <sighs> yeah, the Demon House. The and Demon House is that that was in Indiana. Gary, Indiana. All kinds of yeah, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Isn't that where Michael Jackson is from? Gary, Indiana. Yes, the Jacksons are from there. Mm-hmm. See, I was going to uh, bring see, that I know point things. out later. <laughs> you beat me to it. Oh, oh, I stole your thunder. Damn. Um, I just have random trivia in my head on a regular basis, so I really can't help that. But anyway, uh, yeah, Gary, Indiana, all kinds of witnesses, legitimate and uh, questionable witnesses, but there are a lot of legit witnesses. And so that led to something very interesting happening with the house. If you haven't heard already, we'll let you know coming up. We're also going to talk about, if my notes don't fail me. Um, notes don't fail me now. Notes don't fail me now. We were talking about in our little meeting that we'd like to discuss with uh, our Paranormal Pulse listeners about um, perhaps the uh, UFO association that you belong to and some interesting findings that you had. That's later on for the show as well. And then Org- it's Oregon, right? Is Oregon. that how you pronounce it? Absolutely. I've got some background on just the history of it and some uh, interesting people that uh, uh, visited that whole thing. It, it's throughout pop culture and we didn't even notice it. But there's a, a bunch of information about Oregon that we'll discuss as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> no, no, you know, and, and people don't know the Oregon. Well, we'll go into it later. But the, the study of Oregon is, of Oregon is called Organs, yeah. Organomy. So mm-hmm. we will be discussing Organomy. This is going to be a killer word on us all night. So deal with it, folks. It's a great word. I have... All kinds of fun little uh, origin stuff about it. So uh, we definitely can talk about that, too. It's going to be fun. Fun facts. Fun, fun, fun facts. All right. And whatever else we don't come up with, we'll just uh, BS our way through it. So why not? That's right. else does. Absolutely. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Are you a god? Hello, kitties. This is Alice Cooper. Hi, welcome. This is Billy Ivan. Hey, this is me, Lowe. Hey, this is Steve. I am Vince, Vince Plarto, key master of Gozer, Vulcan still drawer, Lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Hey, this is Grant Wilson of Those Thunders, and you're listening to the Paranormal Pulse. This is the Paranormal Pulse. Welcome back to the Paranormal Pulse. I'm Chris Bruno, and there's Lance Phillips right over there. Yes, I am. <laughs> yep, we're here. There he is again. Um, we're back. We've got all kinds of things to talk about tonight. There's one subject that we're gonna uh, we're gonna broach. Uh, it is it, it's up for interpretation, and it can be quite deep. And it's a lot. Um, you know, it, it kind of ranges across different types of cultures and different names. Um, but we were discussing briefly discussing earlier about Oregon. Now, some people call it chi, prana, ki. Uh, young, all kinds of things. But Oregon is uh, also the universal life force, if you will. So it's a very interesting subject. You have to be open-minded. It kind of crosses into the metaphysical. People have a hard time believing that it's scientific. It just, it it really is a tough concept to um, wrap your brain around. And yet there have been so many people who have 
tried to do this and explain it to humanity. Uh, Wilhelm Reich was one of them, one of the first guys. He's the one who actually named it Oregon. And it is, it's, it's a life force. How do you measure it? How do you work with it? How do you tap into that energy and understand it? Uh, there's a great article that kind of touches on it. I mean, it's such a major subject that this article just touches on a lot of the history and uh, the technology and et cetera that we posted on the Paranormal Pulse uh, podcast page on Facebook a while back. We've highlighted it. Lance just highlighted it. So you can go and look at it and read it yourself. Perhaps, Lance, you can try to explain the summary of what it is. Okay, well, we probably are best by defining the terms used. And it starts with Oregon. And Oregon is defined as the vital, premortal, cosmic life force energy that allows us to sustain life in, in our universe. The term is used synonymously with Oregon energy. It is also commonly referred to as life force energy, chi, and libido. So those are terms we've all heard and we've all used, mm -hmm. maybe not understanding what they are. The study of organ energy is organomy. Then there is a term that's used widely, which is organite. And organite is defined as devices that handle organ by using a resin metal matrix. Um, the name organite uh, can also be used to refer to the matrix compound itself. Then there are terms like organ field, and it's an energy threshold that allows organ energy to move uh, with objects as well as naturally accumulate. Um, this is also known as the organ uh, layer. There mm -hmm. is terms in uh, organomy such as POR, P-O-R, which is positive organ energy. Um, it's a live organ energy that is vital to life. Okay, so it's positive energy. Then there is DOR, which is deadly organ energy. And it's created when pure organ, pure organ energy gets damaged, usually by a complex mechanic, uh, mechanical mechanism. Those, mm -hmm. are, those are really the important terms to know as far as organ goes. Okay. It's interesting how that science, or that, that um, definition kind of mimics matter and antimatter mm -hmm. in physics. Yep, absolutely. Now, there are some important, important players in this organ game. And first is uh, Wilhelm Reich. And he was mm -hmm. a scientist and a doctor that basically invented the organ uh, research, okay? He was born in, in Dobzai, and, and he was had an Austrian uh, nationality. And he is best known for inventing the organ accumulator, which he, which, uh, he devised with intentions of healing people, Okay. A lot of his Good intentions. Mm -hmm. But a lot of his research, okay, um, was seen as nonsense by a lot of the petty people of his day. Um, he was So what they did was they actually had a lot of his research um, destroyed and had him uh, imp imp thrown in jail at times for doing this research. Right. Um, big thing is, is he wasn't a crackpot. He was a pupil of Sigmund Freud, you know, and he was brilliant in this type of study. You know? Well, the, it was interesting. Albert Einstein actually agreed to participate in some of his research, but 
he did think that Reich's research kind of lacked the scientific detachment and uh, rigor, and the demonstrations of the organ heat were inconclusive. So at least Einstein was like open to the idea that it's possible. Right. And then, then again, Einstein was the one whose theory, you know, really founded so much scientific discovery of today. The whole thing about organ energy is that a lot of it is theory and can't be proven right. as of yet. Okay. The Another, bits of science to prove it, uh, to su support their theory, but they can't actually prove it. Right, right. And then there, the next person is Carl Hans Welz. Um, he was the inventor of the organite compound, and he was a leader in publicly available organ technology. And the big thing about him was he, he played a real important uh, part of the advancements in applying organite in the world to, in his eyes, better improve it. Right. Um, they have know. all those little boards with the the uh, wires and stuff that you're supposed to like right. use near you. Absolutely, and, and there, to heal you yeah, and, and we put keep, you in place. Yeah, and we'll get into that uh, in a second. I do. I have some information on that as well. We'll go into this into that. But mm -hmm. the next person is James DeMeo, and he was the author of the Organ Accumulator Handbook, and he was the one one of the first people to really start bringing back Wilhelm's research and tried to recreate it, you know. You know, one of the other big terms of is aura. And we, we always talk about people's auras. And the thing about an aura is, an aura is, is a human's argon layer. So let's, you know, when you hear people talk about it, it's actually argon that they're talking about. They have been able to, the thing that's fascinating is they have been able to photograph argon. And it appears blue in photographs. It's it's um, in one of the books I'm reading now. There are actually photos from the lab of it. The problem is, it's just like ghost hunting. As much as much yeah, as we you find, can't prove it, right? And as much as we find things that we have in mind that yes, this is uh, definitively um, or not definitively, but this is what we theorize when you know happens when ghosts manifest and such a thing. It's the same thing with, with argon. It, it, right now it's at a point where it can't be proven, but it makes a lot of sense, you know. Right. And just to be clear to anybody who's listening, I know sometimes that the, the, this word sounds similar to argon. It's not argon. It's organ, O-R-G-O-N-E. So if you want to research it, you can. Um, what I thought was funny about this, well, go ahead and, and finish your, your um, information about the uh, – the equipment that they've created from this, because some of it plays into our uh, fun facts that I have for the, the subject. Okay, well, you know, the, the big thing about organ is that organ energy is all-encompassing. Everything that touches something spreads organ energy. It's it's part of what they call the organ matrix. And, and what this is, is this is the transfer of energy between organic matter and non-organic matter. Mm -hmm. Organic matter being a strong conductor of organ to inorganic matter, which is a very poor conductor of organ energy, but does um, conduct it. Now, picture a bird. Bird lands in the birdhouse. He passes on his or and and he passes on his organ field to the birdhouse. The birdhouse is in a tree. It then passes from the birdhouse into the tree. The tree's organic. It amplifies, okay? Tree's connected to the earth. Earth's organic. It amplifies. 
So everything in this this and that's a very simplified way of of looking at it, but everything is connected through argon. And unlike unlike <laughs> Which is the, an interesting metaphysical theory that's been out there forever. Right. And unlike molecules which are spread far apart and the transfer of energy is not always very easy because they are spread apart, it's believed in in the Oregon matrix that everything is very close together and touching. So that the spread of it is almost like the flu on a ship, you know. Everybody gets it. You know, once one person gets sick and then, you know, they quarantine people, pull well, the ship back to the Jersey. Well, it's kind of like a spider web. Right. Um, and that's, you know, whether it's the organ energy or just the, you know, the the connection, the environment, the universal environment and all of the energy that is dispersed amongst all of us. You can't destroy energy. You can only transfer it we're all transferring it somewhere on a regular basis to each other, to things near us. It's just, that's the theory. Now there are devices which are meant to help people and spread the poor or, you know, the positive organ. Um, and they are devices and they have some funny names, but these are, still, the, these are the yeah. real names, the tower busters, mm -hmm. the holy hand grenades and the, <laughs> and the cloud busters. Okay. All the, and again, all these devices are known as organite. And essentially, they take different shapes and they put out different energy levels. But essentially what they are is something that can create an organ field, a natural organic uh, substance. And they're layered with inorganic matter, with organic matter, with inorganic matter, which is supposed to spread and amplify the positive organ, Okay. And then generally, depending on which shape they use, they'll add they'll add a resin to it, okay, to hold it all together and basically trap the organ to amplify it to where it, it radiates from one central point, okay? One of them will, will actually add a crystal to the middle of the organ with the tip of it protruding past the resin. And what that's supposed to do is funnel... All the all the organ energy through the quartz and outward, as opposed to keeping it trapped within. Now, those are the more natural type of organ uh, amplifiers or generators. Then they have these other ones that are basically look like a box with a bunch of knobs on it. Right now, now <laughs> they, they and and yes, what what they're doing in that case is is they're basically um, using electricity to simulate the organ field. Okay. Right. You're talking more about those type of, um, you know, the crystal ones. I can't remember what it's called. Ven something Venus, Venus something. Our friend Jen Wood knew the name of it right off the bat and right. told me. Now, <laughs> and now I can't remember. But they're beautiful. Some of these are beautiful. And that's a, a natural way to, I, I don't know if it's attracting it, creating it, dispersing the energy. I don't know exactly what it's doing, but they're beautiful. I would love to have one just because it's pretty. Well, the thing is, <laughs> you know, like if you're into the whole metaphysical experience, they say you're supposed to benefit and create positive um, organ by putting them starting with the organ towers. Uh, you're supposed to bury them within the ground outside the corners of your homes. And then what you're supposed to do is have one inside close to you at all times. And that's supposed right. to create a field. And again, mind you, none of this is fact. It's all just a belief. So don't come yelling at right. me going, you know, you're telling me no, we don't know if it's real. Or no, okay, a lot of these just, devices, especially the ones with the, the it just looks like a black box with a bunch of knobs on it. Mm -hmm. Those generators were 
highly dismissed as quackery. You know, oh, mm. this will fix you. This will heal you. You need to buy well, it. They still sell them today. This isn't just you know, well, or, the whole thing or a chi generator. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, no, the whole thing is I wouldn't necessarily say that because there's a lot of evidence to support them as well. Scientific. To support the theory, well, but not necessarily some of the devices. Mm, there really is, actually, from what I'm reading. Now, again, it, it, again, it's it's one of those things. It's it's more of a obviously it can't be proven. But they've noticed certain effects that occur over and over again, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's like anything else. Sometimes things are very hard to recreate in the lab. And I don't know if I buy it. I'll be honest. I really don't know. But it, it's fascinating. I believe in the it. whole energy and everybody's connected mm -hmm. and that type of thing. I do believe that. But I don't buy the whole you can generate it with a, a black box and knobs and a little electrical current. I don't know. I don't know. Because... That's my personal opinion, of course. You guys do your research, figure it out for yourselves. But thing is, here's the thing: what's in those boxes? All they're doing. All depends. Well, no, they're You'd all. You'd have to buy one and tear it apart to find out. No, they're, they're, no, they're actually they're all basically the same. Honestly, mm -hmm. they are essentially your your ones that we were talking about before, amplified essentially by adding by adding energy to it. That's all they are. Not all the ones that I've seen. I was researching online extensively a couple of weeks ago on this, and some of it was just crap. People, There's scams out there, and, and you really have to know what you're talking about before you go and spend your money. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, <laughs> but I mean, but, but truthfully, they're all based on the same principle, you know? Sure. But, Which but, is a but, theory. Yeah, exactly. But getting back to getting back to what causes positive and negative – Things in your home that will cause a, um, a a door, which is which is a deadly organ, are things like your computer. Your computer puts out high emissions of door DOR. Same thing. Your televisions, fluorescent lights. They recommend you switching from fluorescent lights to incandescents, which will be almost impossible soon, or LEDs that they put out <laughs> much lower levels. And again, what's temper this again it's all theory you know we don't know whether it's real or not but there are there are places like like for instance and i had this on our facebook in the article the the wish machine organ is all part of a greater picture called radionics okay mm -hmm. and you have a machine put out by digital dowsing the same people make the obelisk and other stuff and right. it's called the wish machine and the belief was and, and mind you bill chapel didn't start this belief this was out there years ago is that you can concentrate the organ, okay, into making uh, dreams come true, okay? It's to me, it sounds as hokey as anything. I might as well have an, uh, a, an, you know, a witch doctor dance and do the same thing. But yeah, but at the same time, you know, when I see a guy like Bill Chapel put it out, he's not doing it without some type of research. So he's basing his his research on. Some of the earlier scientists, you know, um, his explanation and whatnot. I don't know if I buy it, but it's there. Um, yeah. But the whole idea, and that was the whole reason um, why, you know, like Waltz, he, he was working on it to heal people. Because the belief was that if you produce enough positive um, organ, that it would heal, pe uh, heal people as far as illnesses and things like that. So, you know, it was it was... Something that was being used for good, so to speak, whether it works or not, I don't know. Uh, you right. Know, it's good just, intention. Right. It's just like, you know, like like we know uh, people who are 
uh, mediums who will, you know, concentrate and send do spiritual healing on people. Does it work? I don't know. You know, but it's another thing. Only the people who are working with them will know. Right. So, but if you, a lot of it has to do with mindset. In my opinion, a lot of that has to do with mindset. Absolutely. And then positive organ or positive energy, which it is, you know, you see people talk about that all the time. You need to be positive. You have to put out positive energy. You put out the, the whole basis of the whole secret book, uh, making it mainstream for all of the uh, mainstream religions. You know, they they very much lean towards, you know, more Christian views on that whole thing mm-hmm. with the secret. But it was about positive thinking and positive energy. That's the same thing across the board with all of these theories. It comes back to the same thing, having positive energy. Right. And, and I'll tell you that one of the, the book I was reading um, is called Oregon Explained by Brian Ferguson. And it's a short book. It's only, it's only 38 pages, which is basically there to um, explain the, the real basics behind it for people who are just getting introduced into it. It really simplifies things. And what it does, it pulls all the different theories together. Um, but what he does, he states right in the be- beginning that there's a lot of religious ramifications to this theory. But he says, I'm never going to address those in this book because I'm th- doing it from the scientific end of it. He said right. other – and basically he said other than to tell you that there are scientific beliefs – I mean there are religious beliefs as well. You're not going to hear it out of my lips because I'm just dealing with the science side. you know. Right. And he's just dealing with the facts. And like I said, he, it's, it's a good quick read. You could probably read it in about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. But and it gives you it gives you good knowledge, and then from there, there are, you know it's it's just a it's just a jump off point to go into some more of the detailed um, uh, you know books and whatnot. If you really if you if you find that you found this this first book interesting, um, it's it's meant to be a starting point, not to be the end all. You know, and yeah, it, 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 I I will say I will recommend this book because it is a good starting point because it really helped me after reading the article, and the article really kind of confused me and had me all over the place. Well, it, the article is just brief summaries of each section that you're talking about. You know, it's like, right. oh, here's a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and a little bit of this. Right. Just gives you a taste of what what Oregon is all about. Yeah, and that's why I decided to go, you know, do some more research on top of what I had read in the article. You know, and just mm-hmm. kind of put two and two together, kind of, you know, really more clarification. But it's a good, it's a good book. It's on, it's on uh, Amazon. I think, I think it's like a dollar the book or something like that. It's really inexpensive. Well, I have a couple of fun facts from our pop culture um, that I thought was interesting because, believe it or not, they have a lot to do with Oregon. There's two of them in particular. Um, but Oregon – well, here, three. Oregon, the uh, the basis of the word itself, I like where words come from, comes from a pseudo-Greek formation from org, probably, first O-R-G, which means impulse or excitement, as in <clears throat> orgasm, and zo- an own, as in ozone, you know, that that own, mm-hmm. which is just a single kind of thing. It's a whole energy field, an exciting energy field, a positive energy, right. which is what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, fun fact, in um, 1973's Woody Allen's movie, uh, sci-fi movie, Sleeper, have mm-hmm. you ever seen that? Oh, Absolutely. Well, it was suggested, and I believe it's probably true. Well, here, I'll tell you about the other stuff, too, first. Um, it features a, a cylinder big enough to hold one or two people containing some of the future technology that rapidly induces <clears throat> orgasms. 
again, organ, excitability, all that other stuff. Oh my God, I'm talking about orgasms. Um, it's required by almost all the people in the sleeper universe because they're frigid, except for Italians, of course. They're the least impotent of the groups. And um, if you haven't seen the movie, it's hysterical. Go see it. Uh, but it's been suggested that the Orgasmatron was a parody of Reich's organ accumulator. So it, uh, it was very interesting. And, you know, you could see little pictures of one of uh, Reich's famous accumulators just looks like a wooden closet. The other thing, another little fun fact, Devo, new wave, 80s band. Everybody Absolutely. knows Devo, whip it. We are not men. The little uh, iconic energy dome designed hat was supposed to have been for um, organ attraction. Oh, okay. And they, that, you know what? <laughs> and they are one of my favorite bands of all time, and I did not know that. So. Yep. Uh, Co-founder Mark Mosbow, um, he said, quote, we did the red energy dome, which was useful besides being an icon. It was a useful icon. Uh, you probably know this very well, but your organ energy goes out of the top of your head and it dissipates out of the top. But if you wear an energy dome, it recycles that energy. It comes back down and showers back down on you. And among other things, you remain, shall we say, for maybe another 150 years of your life, probably manly. Um he said, I think that it's a safe prediction to say that the energy domes, if you wear them consistently night and day, which I don't, but uh, there are other people out there that do. Not too many of them, but there are some. <laughs> he says, we get emails from them, so I know they're out there. Those people will probably live about an extra 150 years because of all that organ energy that they're saving and not wasting away, <laughs> unquote. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So that, that crazy hat that they wear is actually an Oregon Energy Dome. And on a side note, I, I you know I, they are one of my favorite bands. I follow them on Facebook. They just put up, like, uh, about a week ago, a performance they just did from, I think, out in the West Coast somewhere. And they still are great live. You know? And to think, I used to think it was just like a flower pot of some sort on their head. Sure. It actually had a purpose. Absolutely. They actually knew about Oregon and what it was all about. <laughs> Remember, the evolution is real. Mm, okay. <laughs> so right. that was our, our uh, very brief touch on Oregon. Uh, hopefully you've learned something from us and we've learned something from each other, which is wonderful. And you can research more of that online. Uh, just take a look at our Paranormal Pulse podcast page on Facebook. You like our page, read our articles. We love sharing crazy things with you guys. And we love when you share stuff with us too. By the way, you are listening to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. So if you are interested in sharing our podcast with your friends, not only get them to like the Facebook page, get them to listen. They can listen at Blueberry. They can listen on Podbean. They can listen on Stitcher, on Roku, on iTunes. There are so many ways to listen to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Uh, we just want everybody to, to kind of join in and enjoy it with us. I think... Perhaps we could take a break, and when we come back, well, we're we'll, going to talk about that house in Indiana. Well, we also have some unfinished business from our last show that we have to address. So, oh, yeah, all right then. We'll do that. That's when we come back. Absolutely. We've come to the time of the show when hosts need to refill their coffee mugs. So please listen to the following messages, and we assure you, paranormal pulse will be right back. Take a deep breath and relax as we check your Paranormal Pulse. The Paranormal Pulse. Like us on Facebook at East Coast Ghost. That's East, Coast with a K, Ghost, on Facebook. And feel it for yourself. 
Wide Awake and with Coffee in Hand. Your host has returned to bring you more of this stuff. Without further ado, welcome back to the Paranormal Pulse. Welcome back, everybody. As we mentioned before we went to the break, we have a little bit of unfinished business from our holiday show. And we had asked, we had given you guys an assignment to put up photos of your favorite Christmas gift on our Facebook page. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And we now need to announce the winner. And our winner of this contest is Jennifer Wood, who put up a lovely picture of one of her uh, gifts. And for that, she wins the EMF pump. Oh, that's awesome. I will be reaching out to Jen and get that to her. So congratulations, Jen. You'll get that. Um... And also, too, I got to maybe talk to Jen about coming on the show. We'd love to talk to Jen. Jen should definitely have a I little need... interview. Jen, come on out. We definitely want to talk to you about Crystal Skulls. So. Funny enough, I think Oregon or Chi or Aura or any one of those energies that we mentioned before, which are all the same, um, I think Jen knows a little bit about that stuff, too. Absolutely. Without further ado, the big story of, of the last week is... The so-called demon house in Gary, Indiana. Boom, Gary, boom, Indiana. Boom. Gary, Indiana. Go ahead. So, Just had a little song in my head from like second grade. So, <laughs> so a mother of three claims that demons caused her twelve-year-old daughter to levitate and her nine-year-old son to walk on a hospital ceiling. And this apparently has been witnessed by many, many people. Okay, and apparently clairvoyants were brought in and one clairvoyant said the house was filled with 200 demons that's a lot of demons i mean how many is yeah. that how many is that per room really i don't know about this but okay so this <laughs> the math. this story i mean there were police officers who confirmed it doctors who confirmed it nurses school officials um you know everybody's coming out of the woodwork to say yes this is real there was an exorcism done the family has since moved out the landlord claim and the new family has moved in. The landlord claims that there's been no more activity, you know, and the story spread. This broke on Monday and this spread through the week. Well, come Thursday, the story takes a major plot twist. And what's that plot twist, Chris? Well, one of our very favorites our our very favorite drama queens um, and, and yet legit paranormal investigator, Zach Baggins found a way well he didn't he didn't do anything bad he came out he wanted to see what it was all about he connected somehow with the landlord of the building who was not selling the house but now sold it to Zach Baggins for $35,000 so now Mr. Ghost Adventurer himself owns this demon house in Indiana so let me give you my perspective on it okay i've read i've read mm-hmm. about all the facts of the case and there's some things that, to me, don't necessarily add up. Now, there's a photo that came out of a ghost in the window of the house that was supposedly taken by the police. Uh, it was pointed out by uh, a friend on Ghost Device, Randy DeLong, who's a very good investigator, and he's a very smart guy Like when you read his stuff on, on there. And he had pointed out that that ghost looks exactly like one that is in an Android app. Uh-huh. So... That, yeah. that that raises some red flags. The the kid walking apparently walks up the wall, walks across the ceiling, does a backflip over his grandmother, and lands up on his feet. 
I don't know if I buy that. That looks like He's something out of one of those paranormal activity movies, you know. Doing a Bruce Lee move on somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just don't know if I buy that part of it. Some of the other stuff, though, I could buy. Uh, the, the woman falling, uh, you know, falling back down the stairs and feeling like someone stopped her. All right, I could, I could buy that, you know. Yeah. We've heard of cases like that before. Yeah. Um, you know, the little girl screaming in the middle of the night. All of a sudden, the grandmother comes in. The little girl says, I don't know what happened. We've heard that kind of story before. That's without the, any kind of paranormal stuff involved. Right. The, 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 <laughs> any the, parent has had that happen. Children have these things called night terrors. Some children do. It doesn't mean that it's, it's paranormal. Right. And then, you know, and then, then the, the, I guess it was the boy who was in a closet talking to another boy and then turned around when the mother said, didn't see me, he said, who are you talking to? And she said he said he was talking to another boy who was explaining explaining what it was like to be killed. Yeah, now, no, that, that's, that's never been done before. Come on. Well, I'm just saying whether you know, there's a lot of things here. Um, the big thing to me is you know conspiracy theories, and the reason why I don't buy most of them is because mm-hmm. it's hard to get that many people to agree on one story, stick to it, and not come out and reveal the truth because there's always a leak. And so far, right. this that's the thing that throws me off is that there are so many people willing to say this is real, and they yep. don't they didn't have anything to gain. None of them owned the house. None, of, you know what I'm saying? It's not like they were making any money. The house wasn't even for sale. You know. Now, given the Zach Baggins angle, now mm-hmm. for all his wacky investigating style that some people don't like, I happen not to mind it at all. But the guy, it can't be said that the guy's not. A smart businessman. He built that show from nothing. Developed yeah, it's into a great one investment. Of the, right into one of the biggest shows on TV. He was able to parlay that into a clothing line, a music CD, a spin-off series and paranormal challenge. Apparently now he's making a movie. So this would make sense that he would buy this house because let's face it, there's there's a monetary gain to be made because he could always he could always for thirty five grand, Jesus Christ, for a house in our neighborhood, you could like buy seven or eight of those houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not nice around here either. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I mean, we're it's just we're, expensive because we're in New Jersey, and that's yeah. like the I most mean, expensive state in the nation. But you know, with that being said, he could easily flip that house and make double his money if he fixes it up. But more important, more importantly, he's going to go in and supposedly film a documentary. Okay. He's going to put the stamp of Ghost Adventurers on it. Exactly. And make money off of it. Right. And even if you say, you know, like my big thing is I'm actually happy that he did do it because some people are like, well, don't you think it's a fraud? I said, no, because my thing is this, okay? He's going to go in there and he can do something that none of these ghost hunting shows can do, which is stay in a location for a long period of time. And I'm not exactly. talking about a week. I'm not talking about two weeks. He no. could go in there and research this over the course of a year if he had to. And he has see, to, he and doesn't see, have to take any permissions from anybody. He doesn't have to notify they, anyone. They it's leave, his property. They could leave equipment permanently there, cameras yep. and stuff. They could monitor it all the time. They could put data loggers in there that stay there even when no one's there. They it can, honestly could be a, an, ex, an excellent, excellent way to uh, scientifically research the field in general. And that's, and that's exactly why I'm happy that he has it as long mm-hmm. as it's done the right way. 
Right. You know, has to be done clean and neat and scientifically right. and, uh, on the up and up. And the thing Otherwise, is, it's going to be it, dismissed. Yeah. And the thing is, it gives him a chance to investigate it in different weather conditions, yep. different lunar cycles, different seasons of the year to see how they affect things. There's a lot that can be learned from this. You know, with that, though, we have we do have a clip. Zach Baggins was on Inside Edition today. And he spoke about why he bought the home. So we're going to play that. It's about two minutes or so. And then we'll come back and and we'll comment on what he said. So without further ado, here is Mr. Baggins. Well, this is my industry. This is my passion. I'm a paranormal investigator and it's full time. And I want to learn more about the, the spiritual side of life, the biblical side of life. And an exorcism is one of the best ways to witness the biblical side of life, the power of God fighting the power of evil. And us living persons are caught in the middle of that. And, you know, being able to witness this gives us living people a lot of answers about the other side of life, the other realm of life. And this case has so many different credible sources from CPS workers, from the captain of the police department that I spoke with uh, numerous times yesterday. I've spoken with the Reverend Father Michael, who's who did the exorcisms, and there's police officers, nurses, physicians, so many different credible sources that witness things that most people don't even believe in. This is powerful stuff, and this is where I want to learn more for myself, personally. And something called me to the house, and in some weird way, I was able to connect with the landlord, and it it just happened. I I obtained the house, and I'm going to be heading there soon to investigate if it's true. And you, you said a portal to hell. The captain of the police department gave me that exact same quote, too. Him and his officers said that underneath that staircase is a portal to hell and there's things that they're finding in that dirt too and there's other research that i'm doing right now to give me clues about possibly events that happened there that could have opened up this portal and it's very scary people can get hurt people can die but these are the answers that i want to know these are the answers that i want to know about this side of life that we all may face after death. This is the power of gods fighting the power of demons. And us human beings are right in the middle of this. And with all these credible sources, this may be just like a powerful event as if a UFO landed here and aliens got off the ship and a whole but you know, a platoon of officers took pictures of these aliens. This is similar because these officers claim to have photographed these ghosts. And I'm there. I'm there. Without hesitation, I'm there. If I get injured, if I get hurt, if the demons aren't there anymore, if the portal is there, well, I want to find out. I have come to a, con- a conclusion about uh, Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> My conclusion, I-, I listened to that clip earlier. I did watch him and... Um, the makeup artist on Inside Edition should be shot because uh, Zach is a nice looking guy and he had too much makeup on. But that's my uh, opinion. Um, my Also, my conclusion that I've uh, come to about Zach Baggins is that he is the Jim Cantori of ghost hunting. 
<laughs> it just they're just way too similar in their approach to their uh to their uh love their passion which uh, hey i respect the passion but that's definitely the jim cantori of ghost hunting well i tell you the thing that th- that threw me kind of when i heard this was that how much he keeps talking about the spiritual and god end of this freaking biblical man <laughs> exactly i mean i, I didn't okay well because uh, he you oh, know, whatever <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't really go that way in the show and well, all of a sudden no, they want to keep it all uh mainstream and not offend anybody yeah i don't know now with this i mean and i will say one thing he would make a great wrestler in the wwe because he could he could <laughs> sit there and he can make it dramatic and he can work the mic He's got the hands going. It's amazing. Uh, he would have been uh, very good with MMA. From what I understand, that was the direction he was pursuing. He oh, would have but, been a very good MMA. But I think as, I, I think they're he, very you know animated too. But they don't do the they don't do the mic work like like wrestlers do. He would be great. No, I could picture him back in the day with you know Gorilla Monsoon interviewing him. You know, oh, well, well Zach, tell us what's going on. You know, but um, <laughs> you know, but on serious, this it was it was good to hear him come out and talk about it. You know. Because he didn't really say much uh, yesterday, so right. the fact that this broke today was was I thought it was fascinating. Now today being what day? Lance? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's whatever day of the week it is. It, it all gets lost, you know. And, yeah. And, and, no. 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 It was good that he came out and he talked about his purchase and why he purchased it because everybody's, you know, demoned house, blah blah blah, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. this um, this celebrity, if you will, of paranormal comes out and just buys a house and then doesn't say anything. Right. Like, what is he doing? Well, now you know. I mean, obviously, anybody who is interested in the topic understands the theory behind him purchasing the house and i think it's it's a really smart idea for the field in general it is an exciting time if he sets everything up and everything has is controlled as far as the environment that there's no nothing coming in and interfering with whatever activity may be going on Mm -hmm. now the one thing you know it could be a legitimate good scientific proof backing up our our whole profession whole field the one thing I wonder about is there is a family that's currently living there now. I mean, I'm sure these will get these answers. Is it in time, that but lady with the wicked, awesome red hair? No, they moved they out, moved and that's yeah. right. That's you know, and that's the whole thing. The activity supposedly stopped after they moved out. Now, well, you know, it was there. You know, at one point they did take the kids away from her and and felt that uh, her influence on them uh, was affecting the way they were re- reacting. That that right. you know that she was the cause of the so-called you know demonic stuff. But then when they inter- yeah. when they uh, actually sat her down and examined her, they declared her uh, mentally fine. You know, true. There's a lot of people who are. Uh, this is this is the whole thing. Ghost hunting 101. You need to look at all of the factors within the situation. Exactly. And, you know. and take them into consideration. Is she mentally stable? Is she um, causing the bad behaviors? Is, you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Right. And some claims like this uh, skyrocket people into semi-celebrity status, you know, that quasi-celebrity mm-hmm. status that gets them interviews. Well, I'm wondering and, because they've been you know, pocketbook friggin' uh, designer deals and stuff. No, I mean, look but, at, I'm, but I'm wondering, I mean... How this story broke now because they've been out of that house for months, and mm-hmm. why? Why did is it somebody hurting for money? I mean, th- this is this is why I question it. But not, the thing is, for, not necessarily the witnesses because that is a hard thing to. Well, do. the thing is, though, from from everything I'm reading, is that the 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 woman didn't come 
come out with this. Somehow this was found out about by the newspapers. She didn't volunteer the information, uh, from, again, from everything I'm reading. They basically went to her after they had found out about it. You know what I mean? Now, okay, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know. I still – I always question people's motives. I, oh, I absolutely. You have to. Think to. I'm an untrusting person. No, no, you, but you have to because especially – How many people you – know, they say catchphrases on the news just so they can – get on YouTube and then get a millions of hits. And then they have all kinds of opportunities from that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You can't say that they're not necessarily in it for themselves. So you have to look into all the factors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why, that's why whenever we do investigations, why we sit and go through, you know, rigorous investigate, uh, I should say interview processes Research, with yeah. people, you know, in view, uh, interviewing everybody that's involved. And that's why we just aren't like some teams that just jump into cases, you know, um, everything's paranormal. There was there was there was, <laughs> there was there was a case about three weeks ago where I got contacted by someone and had a long lengthy conversation and realized that after the conversation, um, this was not going to be a case that we were going to get involved in. Um, in fact, I didn't even tell you about it because I totally forgot about it because I I dismissed it because I after after doing an interview with the person, um, I realized this was not a case for us and there was a child involved and I I kind of told the, the mother that she needed to go see a team, A, that specialized in cases dealing with children. But mm -hmm. I just honestly, truthfully speaking, I after talking to the daughter who was involved, I just didn't believe it. There, you know, there was... Children are heavily influenced well, by their this, parents. This was, this was a, a older teen, not necessarily a child child. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I... Oh, you're whole. You're dealing with a whole other set of problems then. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not saying this as a you know ha 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 snide snarky kind of parent, but teenagers in general are are difficult, um, and and any parent knows right. this. And, and I don't mean difficult in behavior, but difficult because the hormone imbalances, because the emotional imbalances. It's just natural for them to have all kinds of issues going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean to begin know. with. And, and, you know, and obviously we're in a different place, our team, than, than say, uh, Zach Baggins or anybody else is. Oh, sure. with that. But it's just the fact that I went through an interview process and just realized that th this was not, in my opinion, a legitimate case. Right. And that's what you have to do. And we've you, you run into that before yeah, where we've actually investigated and went, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so that's, I mean, that's basically the story in a nutshell. You know, I mean, I, I would like to see... Because I, I don't think we've ever seen a long-term investigation before, you know, and, and you know, yeah. and I've seen people talk about it. I'm like, well, we've done two weeks here, we've done three. I'm not. So, I'm talking about long-term, you know. Right. So it would be interesting to see, you know. And of course, he's going to make it into a documentary, and I'm sure that'll be sold somewhere. So there's always money to. See, that's the whole thing. Oh, certainly. There's money to be made all around, you know. So right. And again, you always have to question when there's money involved. So there's a lot of things to question here, you know. Well, I would never just go into this believing everything blind because you can't. You just can't, no. you know. No, you really no, naive no. To. You're crazy. If mm -hmm. if you go into any investigation without any, you know, completely free of skepticism, right. you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. You you might as well just, you know, write a fictional story and tell everybody it's true. Right. You know, it, so, I mean, that's 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 where I sit with it. I, I, I'm very interested in it, and I want to see what comes of it, but I'm not 100% ready to buy it. Right. Although I, I do say, if if I would have realized this, we could have bought this house, I would have bought the damn house. That's not even a joke because no, it really is a know. good investment. Even even if you couldn't live there, even if it really is like the demon house from hell, mm -hmm. 
there are so many opportunities with that demon house just for scientific research alone. And, and not it, even and what's, what's profit just, making, which is, uh, you know, the, the opportunities for that are obscene, especially exactly. with the ghost adventure stamp of approval on it. Right, right. So, like I said, I, I'm... He could buy, you know, a, a, a toilet seat from Lowe's and, you know, put ghost adventures on it and sell it for twice the price. Probably. Yep. yep. <laughs> really, truly. No, yeah, That's absolutely. But, 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 I'm, I'm, but I'm saying even if he was involved, even if his name had never come out before... before uh, you know, this before yesterday, if it was mm-hmm. earlier in the week when the story first broke, that house still would have been worth buying, even with his name had oh, nothing sure. to do with it. Because yeah, just with the history and the, and and the just, scientific and just just with the publicity that it got, you'd be able to charge a thousand dollars a night to any team, and you'd get it, and they would come in, and you could probably sell it for seventy, eighty nights a year, you oh, know, yeah. and and make your money more than back on it. So, Indeed. you know. I agree 100% on that. That that was a good investment all around, regardless. Right. The only people that wouldn't be good with investing it uh, into it are, is that family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's yeah. it, because they've already so. freaked out and said that they would never live there. So that's fine. All righty. So <laughs> it's come- a good story to follow. There's more on it online, of course. We've shared those articles on the Paranormal Pulse podcast at Facebook. Yep, and when we come back, I will talk about my... UFO experience. Just relax. We are now checking your paranormal pulse. Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. Now back to the paranormal pulse. Welcome back to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. I'm Chris Bruno, and Lance Phillip is here. He's also got a, he's he's got a really interesting story about UFOs. What about that, Lance? I heard you well, had experienced something, perhaps. Yep. Um, well, let's start where it all starts. Going back several months ago to I want to say somewhere around. April, May, in that area. I believe it was mm-hmm. April, May. I could have the month wrong. Uh, one of our teammates called up uh, and spoke to me and said that he had seen a red ball of light by his house down at Netcom, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And that it was it was in the sky. It was him and his neighbor. They both witnessed it. It was very odd looking. It wasn't anything they had ever seen. It wasn't an airplane. And what had happened was he went inside to get his camera. By the time he came back out, there was a car coming down the street, and they couldn't with its brights on, and they couldn't see past the car. When the car had passed them by, he went to look up, and they had lost it in the sky. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had been watching it for several minutes. Well, another member of our team, uh, I had talked about that incident, and, and I'm just not using their names because I don't know if they want them mentioned on the air, but... Um, but you know, um, yeah, another person, that's fine. yeah, another person that, you know, on our team, we were talking and, um, he had seen it over Pennsylvania and had basically at a different time, probably maybe a month later had seen a very similar ball of light. And now all of a sudden, like when the first person told me about it, I was like, well, you know, we do live by the Picatinny Arsenal, which is a military proving ground. And we also have, you know, that's in New Jersey, but not far away in Orange County, we have Stewart Air Force Base 
Um, yeah. So we're surrounded, you know, by possible military things. So I thought maybe it was something possibly military. But then um, when the second person had mentioned it to me, it didn't sound like anything military, but it basically matched, matched the story that the first person had told me. And the reason why I had been talking about it, uh, again, was because we had brought it up because I had seen something here in New Jersey. I was out walking my dog one night, and I see this red pulsating ball of light. Now, it was very high up, higher than um, – now, we have, we have a, a local airport nearby – as well as, you know, we get a lot of traffic from Newark Airport that flies over. But this was not in any of the normal flight paths that you see. And I'm out there every night and I watch, being a big astronomy guy, I look up at the sky pretty much every night when I walk. And, you know, behind my house is all woods. So it's very dark and you can see up, you can really see every star. So a lot of nights it's just really beautiful to look at. Well, this one night, I see this big pulsating red ball. Now, it was small and it was far away. But it wasn't moving. It was just sitting there. It wasn't a planet because I know, again, knowing my astronomy, I know what the planets are that should, I should be seeing at that point. It wasn't a star, but it was a pulsating red ball. Well, I stood out there and I watched it and watched it and watched it. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what? I should go in and get a camera because I was walking my dog, so I wasn't prepared with anything. So right. I was watching it as I'm walking back to my house, and all of a sudden it just took off like a bat out of hell. Like, <laughs> shot across the sky quicker than I've ever seen any airplane move. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it, but I matched it kind of, it kind of looked like what the guys had told me. <coughs> Lo and behold, in the meantime, our first person had caught a video on YouTube, uh, which was called red orb over New Jersey. I watched that video and it was exactly what we saw. All three of us. Interesting. So, so it was caught by somebody else, and they caught it down, um, I want to say by Morristown. I, I could have that wrong. I don't remember exactly, but it wasn't near here. Right. Well, on Friday night. A couple weeks ago. No, it was it was very. It was last week? Yeah, it was on the, let me bring my calendar up. I can see in a second. It was on Thursday, the 27th. Okay. Okay, I, I left work, and I work in Pennsylvania, and. I have to every night come over High Point Mountain. For people who aren't local, High Point Mountain is the highest point in New Jersey. And the mountain is basically unattached from all the other mountains in the area. So when you're on top of that mountain, you can see the valleys in four different directions depending on where you were standing on the mountain. Or in my case, I was coming over. So I'm coming over from the Pennsylvania side into New Jersey. I get to the top of the mountain. And you, when you get to the top of the mountain, there's a cut through the trees where the highway, you know, where the highway goes, and you can see out much further. I see that same ball of light, but this time it's much bigger to the point where if I were holding an object between my fingers, it would have been about the size of a quarter. Okay, that's right. how big it was. So this thing was huge. Yeah, that's good. Now size. I come, I, I I I go further. Now the mountain starts to go downward. I needed a place to pull off the road where it was safe because, you know, anybody who's driven that road knows the cars come zooming through there and it's a zigzaggy road and you can't oh, see yeah. around the bends. So I was looking for a place to park so I can get out and try and take a picture with my iPhone. I finally find, and I'm watching this thing for about a good three minutes as I'm getting over the mountain. I finally get to a clearing spot. I get out and I'm watching this thing and it's just hovering. Now, where it's hovering is I'm, on, I'm still on the, on the closer to the top of the mountain you know, on High Point Mountain. And I'm looking right. across the valley 
where the farms are, where you could see Vernon and the ski slopes, those mountains on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, this thing is above what looks to be above the ski slopes, okay? And then I thought, well, maybe it's just a light or a balloon that's at the ski slopes. And then I realized, no, this is no light because it's too big to be a street light type of thing. This thing is, like I said, Vernon from that point is about 15 miles away. And this thing is the size, like I said, of a quarter if I were holding it between my fingers. Much too big to be an airplane. Much too big to be a helicopter. Also, it has no running lights. It, it's an orange light, bright orange, um, similar in, in color to a, a typical street light, but with pulsating red within it, okay? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, this is the second time I've seen this damn thing. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. Now, <laughs> listen, I'm not, and please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this thing's extraterrestrial nature at all. Okay. I'm not. Right. Because I don't know what it is. And we have enough possibility around us for it to be something military for, oh, absolutely. you know, all I wanted was a confirmation that somebody else had seen it on this particular night. And what was really strange about it was I was realizing also too, it couldn't have been a balloon and it couldn't have been a light because it looked like probably a couple of miles up in the sky, way over what, um, you know, like like a, a you know one of those party balloons would be, or you know, like one of those advertising balloons that they put a spotlight on. Yeah, um, it was way too high for that. Okay, and again, it had no running lights like a traditional aircraft. Okay, so I'm I was saying I don't know what this could be. And then I was like interested to go sitting out there and, and the problem with an iPhone is they, they make great cameras in the phone for what right. they are, but they're terrible at focusing on anything in the dark. And this thing, I couldn't get it to focus. All of a sudden I, I got frustrated. I, I took a couple pictures, but nothing was coming out in them. I look up and this thing just disappears, but it doesn't move this time. It didn't move left, didn't move right, didn't move up, then didn't move. It just disappears almost as if somebody shut, shut a light off. Interesting. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to report this to MUFON, you know. I was MUFON! Like, you know, which is the Mutual UFO Network. And I said, not... Yeah, but it sounds so cutesy. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so I went home and I filled out a report on the computer. I got a case number and everything. And again, I even, I even wrote in my report to them that I don't necessarily... I'm not sitting here. I'm not one of those crackpots saying it's a UFO, you know, that it's a, an extraterrestrial. I don't know what it is. Right. I just want to. I just want to see if anybody else had seen it that night. You know. Yeah. Um. That's really. Like, is it just me or? <laughs> right. That's all I'm curious about. Just to see, did somebody else see it? And is there a logical explanation? Maybe somebody knows what was in the area. You know. So that's the only reason why I filled it out. Not because I'm a crazy UFO guy or anything like that. But I just want to know what was that. You know. I'm curious. Sure. So, that's my little thing. But the fact that three of us had seen it on. You know, three people I know had seen it in the sky at different times of the year, um, which I find really interesting. Also, too, makes me believe that it's not necessarily something extraterrestrial, that it's something common that's around us. We just probably didn't notice it before, but who knows? That's very you possible, know? too. Yeah, As I mean, you so, said, there were a lot of airports and military installations yeah, around I mean, us. And, I, and they may not be active, you know, crazy mm-hmm. things going on, but... They're still open, and there's still possibility that well, these the thing things is, are coming from there. And the thing is, the Picatinny Arsenal, what is it? It's a weapons development uh, center for mm-hmm. the military. That, that's, that's not even you know, a, a secret. That's what it is. Right. You know, it's Picatinny Arsenal. Who knows what it could be? You know, we just don't sure. know. And, you know, and, and that was 
something that went way back to a couple of years ago. Me and Jen were driving by Picatinny Arsenal, and there was a weird-looking aircraft in the sky above it, you know, which right. I just chalked up. Hey, it's Picatinny Arsenal, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, who knows? I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe a but, listener has some sort of feedback or experience well, that's, with and that's, this. And that's why, yeah, that's why I want to talk about it. Yeah, because, you know, we do have listeners who live in the area who might know exactly what it is. So I'd really like anybody anybody else saw it or knows what it is or read about it or... Share. You know, share, absolutely. That's, that's you know, that's one of the things about our page. We'd love to get the feedback from everybody. Just let us know. You know, if anybody yeah. saw it or if anybody had similar experiences, let us know, you know. If you want to share, share on our Facebook page. It's mm-hmm. the Paranormal Pulse podcast at Facebook. You can post it to the wall. You can send us a message. Um, we also have East Coast Ghost. It's EKG. That's the paranormal investigative group that Lance and I are affiliated with. And you can certainly find that on Facebook as well. It's East Coast Ghost. East Coast with a K, Ghost. Friend us, like us, and send speak- us a message. What did you see? Well, speaking of the EKG page, that brings me up to uh, something else. I mm-hmm. started a new thing on the EP, uh, EKG page, which is the paranormal tidbit of the day. And each day, I'm just <laughs> going to run. I'm just going to run a little. You know, if I find a paranormal story that's interesting online, I'm just going to post it there for everybody to take a look at. So sure. it, it could also be a destination to find out some paranormal news. You know, uh, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yesterday was an interesting story about you know uh, these geologists that unearthed a stone that had a three-pronged plug protruding out of it that was verified to be <laughs> that was verified to be from a particular time period that makes no sense why it would have a three-pronged plug you know <laughs> yeah it's just, it was an interesting story nonetheless you know um you know and today was was obviously the how could you not have the uh Zach Baggins story up there no so yeah. but there's there'll be a different you know I'm trying to put up more obscure stories that aren't everywhere but um yeah just take a look every day check it out you, you know uh, we would like i would like, do have to ask everybody for a favor out there we really want to grow both pages so if you can if you know people suggest our page to people tell them to come like us you know that it's really you know, easy share yeah. it and make it public so all your friends can see it yep you know and the thing is with the way with the way facebook is nowadays not everybody sees the posts um so definitely if you like a post that we put up share it you know, Not more- for anything. You know how Facebook works. Mm-hmm. You're on it. Just do what you do. Like you said, share our stuff. We'd be appreciative of it, and we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. So real quick, you can contact us through our Facebook page, respective page, uh, Facebook pages. I would also like to talk about the phone number. If you do have questions, again, you can call in, and it's area code 805-633-0935, and that is the Paranormal Pulse comment question and whatever line you can comment there, ask questions, <laughs> it's you whatever can... you want it to be. Voice your opinions, your ideas, your questions. It's all we just want to hear from you. We want to hear you, your you, voice. You can and also... if it's something cool, we'll put it on the show. And you can also voice complaints. That's fine. Yeah, you we know. might not listen to them nor respond, but you can voice them if you want. Absolutely. And also, <laughs> to let me know, I am on uh, Twitter, and for a while I didn't really use Twitter to the to the uh, best of its ability, but I've been tweeting my ass off lately. Um, yes, you have. <laughs> if anybody would like to follow me there, it's Lance Phillip with one L, E-K-G. So it's Lance Phillip, E-K-G. And that's on Twitter. You can find me there. And I do a lot of stuff on there that I don't do on Facebook. So it's another place that if you want to just follow along. 
Um, I will say uh, Twitter is a great one. Like the other night I was watching the, the season premiere of ghost hunters. They were in Gettysburg and seeing how I practically live in Gettysburg lately. Mm -hmm. uh, I was curious to see, cause they were going to the Jenny Wade house where we had been and whatnot. Right. And I had tweeted, uh, to Adam Berry while the show was going on. He tweeted me back with an answer to my question. And that is the thing I do like about Twitter is that you can get to people that you would, you know, not normally be able to contact with and get answers right away. It's it's the closest thing to real chat. So it was kind of cool. He answered my question like almost immediately, which was, you know, I thought was great. So, Oh yeah, that, that is Twitter has its pluses and minuses, but that is definitely a plus is that you can communicate with each other almost instantaneously. You can have a, a virtual conversation that's like you said, one step away from real chat. So right, it's kind of cool. Right. So, folks, I think that's all we have for this week. Unless, Chris, you have anything else? Uh, not this week. All right. Coming soon. Coming soon. I haven't, uh, I haven't decided on what the, the segment is going to be called. It's going to be very short at the end of the show. And I think it'll be um, not only entertaining, but a great opportunity for friends, for everybody. And for friends, of course, that we know. So th there'll be more of that coming up uh, in the next episode. This is the Paranormal Pulse podcast, episode 22. Do you know I've been here for 16 episodes? Absolutely. <laughs> 16 episodes already. 22 episodes of the Paranormal Pulse podcast. You can listen to every single one of them consecutively if you want to on Podbean. We're everywhere. Roku, Stitcher, uh, Blueberry, iTunes. Did I miss one? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't Go know. Look. They're all on Facebook. <laughs> you can listen on Facebook, too. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll have something cool coming up from me. And the next episode of the Paranormal Pulse podcast, episode 23, I'll have something cool at the end of the show for you. In the meantime, thanks for listening. I'm Chris Bruno. I'm getting out of here. How about you, Lance? I'm out of here. Have a good night, folks. <laughs> good night. Oh, let me out of here. Ha <sighs> <sighs>